The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond and hello, everyone. Jonathan Dornbush here with some exciting PlayStation news to discuss. Joining me is Brian Altana. Beyond. Beyond, Brian. Good to be here with you, uh, because, of course, we're talking about the latest PlayStation acquisition, Bluepoint Games. Uh, very, very exciting. They are now the 16th PlayStation Studios sort of first party uh, studio in the in the family. Uh, they most recently, of course, uh, made Demon Souls, the PS5 launch title, and one of the first PS5 exclusives around uh, the Shadow of the Colossus remake on PS4, the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection on PS4, Gravity Rush Remastered. They've sort of been in a whole remaster remake space with PlayStation for a while, and now they've finally decided to, I, I guess, de- like developer marry. I don't really know what yeah. the technical term is for this. Yeah, this um, is the, you know, we've seen <laughs> a couple of studios uh, sort of adjacent to PlayStation get make make it official basically right we've seen it with insomniac we saw it with housemark just recently um these are studios that have long running relationships with playstation making exclusive games or just making games in general and now they're getting the support of the you know sony themselves officially uh and that's i think very exciting it's very exciting for people who like these games it's very exciting for people who want to see these studios thrive and also because you know it it doesn't really this doesn't feel like a scenario where uh, these studios are taking away from the competition because they weren't really making a bunch of multi-platform games to begin with. So if you're a big Xbox fan, like this isn't a gigantic loss for you either, right? No, yeah, they, they've they really not been involved in the non-PlayStation space for a while. They worked on the Xbox 360 version of Titanfall, but since then kind of have been very, very PlayStation focused. And so, yeah, as, as you said, this is not like a, oh no, Nintendo and, and Xbox will not be getting all the games they were going to be getting. This is sort of a, you know, this has been an obvious close relationship for a long time. And and as you pointed out, it, it gives the studio stability and certainty in a way that they didn't have before. And uh, that's actually one of the, the many things I spoke to uh, Marco Thrush, the president of Bluepoint, and Herman Holst, the head of PlayStation Studios. Uh, there's a fuller interview up on IGN right now with more that you can go check out. But uh, a few things that they talked about that I want to touch on and discuss with you, as I know you're a huge uh, fan of Bluepoint's work, obviously Demon's Souls, and, and just excited for the, the future for them. Uh, the, the first thing, I think the most important thing, is that they are not doing another remake next. They are going to be working on original content. Uh, 
Marco said. They they want to sort of focus on making their own creative vision come to light. And uh, Marco described a little bit of how, you know, there's been this progression of the studio of working on uh, some of their earliest games are really smaller games. They worked on ports or remasters, then went on to fuller remakes. And they are a studio, you know, the founders are formerly retro uh, studios, the, the Metroid Prime developers. There was a whole bunch of, you know, long story talent at Bluepoint who've worked on original games in the past. And I think there's probably like a, a, a thirst there to want to work on something original themselves. I'm sure they've had a lot of ideas percolating uh, while recreating these other games. So w- w- what does that mean to you as, as them approaching the original space versus, you know, another remake? Uh, it's incredibly exciting, honestly, and and really fascinating to me because I think that um, this breaks them immediately. And obviously, we haven't played their new game yet. We don't even know what it is. But uh, this does sort of get them away from the pigeonholing or pigeonholing that I believe a lot of uh, you know fans, uh, like myself, probably assumed that they would be in forever. Right? It seemed like a safe, good spot for them to continue to remaster or remake uh, classic games that were. You know, a, a little bit old, not necessarily like, you know, stuff from the Apit era or anything like that, but stuff that, you know, is a, a couple of generations old, needed a fresh coat of paint. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to see what they can do that's brand new because they've been mucking around in the back end of some of like the greatest games ever made. They've probably learned a trick or two. And that's pretty interesting because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of naysayers that might read the headline around this story and this acquisition. And just go, oh, you know, they're a port house, they're a remaster studio, remake studio, whatever. I can kind of brush them aside. But knowing that they are this talented and this uh, sort of technically proficient, especially when it comes to um, graphics and just it's sort of like just their rock solid approach to the technical foundation of building video games uh, and applying that skills and that history to something new is really, really cool. Yeah, it's it's a really exciting potential, and I think anyone who, uh, like I think we've even talked about on the show, is the minute Bluepoint announced Demon Souls officially, it was kind of like, oh my god, that's so awesome. But what's their next remake going to be? What should right. the next five PlayStation remakes that they handle be? And it, as you just said perfectly, like it's easy to pigeonhole them in that way, but there's so much talent there. There's obviously creative ambition there, and so uh, to see what they'll do originally is really exciting. And I think it it speaks to a little bit of the trust between them and PlayStation because Demon's Souls and Shadow of the Colossus, you know, originally were not the biggest selling PlayStation games ever, but they were two really critically beloved games that PlayStation said, okay, we trust this third party studio to take our internal assets that we still have to take the bones of these games, to work with our developers and learn from what they did and then put their own mark on it, but stay true to that vision. That shows a lot of trust already. So I think bringing them in only, only more to me, shows a sign of confidence that like whatever Bluepoint wants to do next must really be exciting to PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that uh, probably connected the dots with both of those things, right? Like I think they probably said, I'm not sure how this pitch came together to uh, to be acquired, but I have a feeling there, Sony was sort of like, so what do you want to work on? You know, and they said, we want to make something new. And they said, great, come on over. Officially, I mean, you're already here, but <laughs> yeah, put a you're, ring on it or whatever. You're kind of hanging out in the the lobby most of the time, but so yeah, just like we have a space for you, just come yep. upstairs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is one of those things Marco talked about a little bit of like you know, obviously working in partnership with PlayStation, they had opportunities like having a full London orchestra do the do the score for Demon Souls, or they had opportunities to work with the tech pipelines of the other PlayStation studios. Now that stuff is just like there's no sort of 
uh, red tape that they have to go through. They're just part of that ecosystem. If they want to rely on the amazing motion capture that you know PlayStation Studios has, it's very easy to get in contact for that stuff. If they if they have mm-hmm. other ideas, if they need support, things of that nature, uh, it, it seems like just a a better, more stable environment for them to create whatever they want to going forward. Yeah, they could have like a dedicated London Orchestra conference room with the just they're just hanging out. They're just there all the time. No, no, no. Joking. That would be expensive. (laughs) A small orchestra, uh, a quartet, maybe. Um, uh, I I think that this is something that's really cool. And like like you said, uh, getting that level of resources and that level of trust is 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 core to the the foundation of a of a big studio like this. It means that their next game is not something they have to sort of look over their shoulder about and be like, does this need to be financially successful? Is, is it okay if this gets delayed? Like, is this going to make or break us? You know, every, every studio or many studios sort of live and die based on their last hit or their last failure. And I think that this is, this is really like solid for them and, and, and very uh, sort of po- positive and empowering to see that they'll be able to grow for years to come because this is not something that Sony's just going to abandon after after you know pulling in uh, to the forefront here. I think what is sort of interesting to me is that it does. I mean, I still I still want remasters of classic <laughs> games, so yeah. I'm hoping that they can staff up and they can do that too because they're really really good at that. And obviously, like there was a lot of rumors over the last year, Metal Gear Solid Two, Silent Hill, uh, you know, stuff that is like sort of PlayStation adjacent or PlayStation parallel but not owned by PlayStation. Um, there are a lot of stuff that we thought Bluepoint could be working on. Um, there was that, you know, that infamous tweet, not infamous, I'm sure infamous <laughs> was in the tweet, but they, there was a tweet that listed like a bunch of different video game titles before Demon's Souls was officially announced uh, from Bluepoint. And so who knows what the future holds. I would like to see them eventually do both, but for now I'm very happy to see them do something brand new. Yeah, it is a, an element of the the last few years of PlayStation releases that I now seeing that they're going to be doing original content, I almost feel like I've taken for granted of like, but no, I yeah. still want a home for those remakes too. And even if it's not Bluepoint, I hope that, you know, now that they're officially part of PlayStation, they can pass along that knowledge to another studio, whether internally or a third party partner, you know, rather than PlayStation having to say, okay, we'll have, we'll hire this studio that we like third party wise to do remakes but then we also have to make sure Bluepoint is okay with us, like working with us through them. Now they're just part of it and they could pass along right. that knowledge in a cool way. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful for that. They did, Marco and I talked a little bit, obviously their next project is a bit of a ways off, but they've had a surprising sort of release cadence. They, they've gone through things quite quickly, not really more than three years. Uh, and he said like with original content, it is natural for that stuff to just take more time than and uh, you know a remake of a game. So I wouldn't expect like, we're going to hear what Bluepoint's big game is and see it release next year or something like that, even though that would play into their remake cadence. I I wouldn't expect it just yet, but I I do think this plays into, as you were saying earlier, the like PlayStation doubling down on the relationships they've had and, and just making sure that that is a sure thing PlayStation players have to look forward to, which I think is Mm -hmm. a really cool benefit for the audience. Yeah. I think maybe in a couple of years or maybe sooner than that, we might see PlayStation make some sort of like, you know, out out of left field acquisitions or something like that. Um, I think Xbox has been doing that over the last few years to sort of fortify their identity and sort of, you know, build up their presence in gaming. Sony has that. Obviously, Xbox does too, right? They're they're doing great right now and have been for for 20 years. But uh, Sony has a fantastic stable of studios underneath them and studios that are like all but, you know, first party. Um, (laughs) 
So they were always right there. And so it's it's just like we said with Housemark, like it's awesome to see them sort of, you know, put stock and investment and faith into these studios that they've been trusting for years and to make it official. Yeah, totally. It's one of those things where, you know, the PS4 and the PS5, I kind of have just thought of Housemark and Bluepoint as part of PlayStation at this point. So this kind of just makes it official. Uh, and is is a nice little stamp to know that our, we're going to get the next Bluepoint game, we're going to get the next Housemark game, and they already both know their ways around a PS5, so it's going to be very exciting to see what they do in a few years. But I uh, definitely recommend everyone go check out the the fuller interview uh, on IGN.com, spoke with uh, both Herman and Marco, and a lot of great, fun, a little insights into just how, how that relationship works, and uh, really appreciate you, Brian, taking the time to speak with me. Yeah, of course. And, you know, for everyone else, we do podcasts beyond all the time. We're always talking about PlayStation on that show. And uh, go check out, I mean, just go watch gameplay footage of Demon Souls and Shadow of the Colossus and just to get an idea of, of what the studio is capable of te- technically. Because um, I can't wait to see what they do that's brand new. It's going to be super cool. Yeah, it's a really exciting time and there's a lot of potential ahead. And we'll uh, obviously be, got, excuse me, be discussing more of that on Podcast Beyond. So, Brian, thank you so much for joining me and thank you to everyone out there for watching. Of course, Beyond. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.